1: This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. My co-host and our real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina.
1: Now, as you know, the federal budget was presented on Monday. What's your take in terms of housing and the real estate sector?
2: So looking at it, uh, you know, from from the aspect of what they were trying to do, they kept promising that they would make home ownership more affordable and help out people with the heated housing market. There was nothing in there to actually back that up. I mean, if you look at what they've proposed, they have proposed uh, a 1% tax on foreign purchasers that leave their properties vacant or underused properties. They have earmarked $3.8 billion to build, repair, and support affordable housing units However, it's only 35,000 affordable housing units. $2.5 billion of that is going to CMHC. $1.5 billion is going towards the Rapid Housing Initiative, and $1.3 billion is allocated to be conversion money for commercial spaces that will be converting these spaces into rental units. But again, only 800 market-based rental properties will come out of this $1.3 billion. So it just seems that... The costs are extravagant, and it's not really going to do anything to make things affordable.
1: So what should have been in there, according to you? I think
2: there was so much that was missing, Tina. I mean, if we're looking at what they could have done, uh, we were hoping for maybe a land transfer tax holiday, which would save people tens of thousands of dollars on their purchase. Uh, Maybe they could have decided that... Uh, you know, there was a way to increase supply by increasing housing starts. I think there's so much land that's still available that the builders are waiting five, six, seven, ten years to get their approvals to build. They could have maybe accelerated that process. There's a lot of... You know, the 1% tax will not affect anyone. The 1% tax, there's going to be loopholes, just like there was with the 15% foreign buyer tax. That 1% tax is... Supposed to be putting $700 million into the government's pocket, but that's not slated to do anything for affordable housing. How does that help Joe from Scarborough or Dan from Thunder Bay get into a property right now? It doesn't. The answer would have been to increase supply, the answer would have been to make portion of your RRSP is forgivable so that you have more money to put down and that decreases people's debt. It decreases their mortgage amounts. So there was a lot that could have been done that was pretty much maybe not even tabled or left on the table.
1: And that's quite unusual considering how much spending there was in this budget. It was 100, more than $101 billion worth of spending. It's been billed as the something for everyone budget, but you're suggesting not for those trying to get into the housing market.
2: Definitely not. And even if you look at the, the 1% tax that they're putting on foreign buyers, they're almost punishing people for purchasing property here. Now, you have to look at what these people have already paid. They've paid for their home in Canada. They have brought money in from overseas to purchase this product. They have paid their land transfer tax to the government and sometimes too if you're buying in the city of Toronto then you're paying property taxes on these you're paying for maintenance on these so the government is making taxes over that there's a lot of spin-off money being put into our economy even though these properties are vacant they're still being maintained they're still, they, you know sometimes they have short-term rentals uh, in them and uh, there's a lot of money coming in so now you're punishing a segment of the market for owning these properties. And it's not like these properties are being converted into rental units. I would have liked to see something like that to say, you know, if you're not going to be here for at least nine months of the year, you have to rent it out for six months. That would have helped with affordability, but just charging them a 1% tax and having loopholes that may exempt them from paying that 1% tax doesn't mean a whole lot.
1: Now, your blog this week specifically focused on the budget. Do you want to share some of the other details in your in your content?
2: Sure. I mean, with the uh, you know, there there has to be a promise to Canadians that you're going to be helping with affordability, and then you have to allocate those funds properly to do that. What this budget seems like is they're moving money from one pocket to another, providing the perception that they're doing something, but at the end of the day, it doesn't do anything. You know, the the taxes that are introduced, so you're not going to increase affordability by having taxes come into play. That's not how you do it. You know, it, traditionally the government, what they've done is they've choked off demand. And by that, they've made it harder for Canadians to purchase properties by increasing interest rates or by, uh, you know, even now playing with the qualifying rate for CMHC and, and for mortgages now you're making it harder for people to buy. That may stop a little bit of the demand and decrease demand, and, but supply is still limited. But the one thing that we need to see is we need to see an increase in supply, Tina, and then that way now you've still got that demand. You're making it easier for people to purchase by putting in you know, maybe the land transfer tax holiday or a uh, forgivable RRSPs. When you make it easier for people to buy, and when you make it easier for them to use funds that they've already invested in towards their home purchase, now you're decreasing debt. And that plays a huge role in affordability. Taxes and such, they don't do anything.
1: If listeners want to read your entire blog, where can they find it? They can go to
2: remaxprimeproperties.ca, Tina, and then they can go to Curious About the Market. That's our blog tab.
1: All right, sounds good. Now let's switch gears a little bit and talk about home sales so far for the month of April.
2: On fire, but this is no, uh, no surprise. Mm-hmm. If we look at uh, York Region sales for the first you know, 19 days or 20 days uh, of April, you're looking at sales of 1,563 sales in, in the first half of the, the month of April compared to the entire month of April last year where we had 467 sales. Now, remember, that was the first full month that we were shut down. Nobody was going out. Nobody was purchasing homes. Nobody was selling homes. So the numbers are going to look astronomical. At the end of the month, in May, when the April numbers are released, Mm -hmm. you're going to start to hear people talking crazy numbers, like uh, 300%, 400% increases. Just if York Region continues the pace for the last 10 or 11 days of the month, Tina, we're going to be at 457% over last year's April. And if we did no more sales from now until the April, until the end of April, we would have a 235% increase. So just phenomenal numbers when you look at them. But when you look back and see what happened last year at the same time, then you start to understand why those numbers are so Well, good.
1: And I'm glad you provided some context, because I think it, it is a bit misleading to compare this April to last April. But what if you were to take it back to April of 2019? How does it compare?
2: we were pretty much on par. Oh, 2019, 2018, 2019, we're a little bit quieter uh, in terms of April, but when you look at a, a traditional year, if you start going back a little bit further, we're, we're pretty much on pace with a normal year. It, it's, we're back to a traditional type of year, and although the increase is, you know, there is an increase, it's not as significant as comparing it to last year. And you know, we've always said when you're looking at real estate, you have to look at the big picture. You can't just take a small section, uh, cross-section of the market and compare it because quite often it doesn't give you the true picture. When you look at the whole picture and you look at the number of sales over years, we're going to be up this year. Uh, you know, we'll be in the top two years for historical sales data. But it's not going to be as crazy as a 3 or 400% increase as we get to the end of the year.
1: All right, sounds good. After the break, the home value calculator. This is on the market on 1059 the region. Stay with us.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-KHAN. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: On the Market is Back, I'm Tina Cortez, and this is York Region's only radio real estate show. Over to my co-host, Asif Khan, from REMAX Prime Properties, with today's guest, Asif.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Anshul Ruparal, co-founder and CEO of Property. Anshul, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me, Tina. Anshul, before we get into the instant home value calculator, tell us a little bit about Property.
3: Sure. Um, So Properly is a modern tech-enabled real estate brokerage that offers a set of services designed to help you find and buy your dream home and to sell your current home for the best possible price, all while making the process dramatically more simple. And so Properly makes it possible to unlock the equity in your old home before you sell, so you can buy as soon as you find the home you love, remove the financial pressure of trying to line up closing dates, and skip living through staging or showings. And as you mentioned, we also have a free and instant home valuation calculator, which in addition to a home estimate includes comparable home sales and allows you to track local market trends.
1: That sounds great, and you said the key word, simple, so we love that. So let's talk about the Instant (laughs) Home Value Calculator. What exactly is it, and how does it work? Properly
3: Instant Estimate is Canada's most accurate free home value calculator. That takes just a few seconds to calculate the value of your home. All you have to do is enter your home address at properly.ca. It's powered by our proprietary artificial intelligence, and factors in historical home sale data, proximity to services, customized home facts, and other economic factors, all of which let GTA homeowners track the estimated market value of their home in in real time. And by providing custom estimates, this tool helps homeowners determine the best time to sell, to set their buying budget, and to track their net worth with a real-time valuation of what is likely their biggest asset. Price estimates aren't a perfect science because nobody knows the true price of a home until it's actually sold. And that's why the instant estimate gives you an upper, a middle, and a lower range so that you can better contextualize your home value.
2: Now, with the home estimate, uh, do you get your data from Korea, from the Canadian Real Estate Association, for the sold data, and how do you manage two different types of properties that may look and sound the same, but have many different qualities and types of upgrades?
3: That's a great question. So we, we factor in hundreds of different data sources, uh, some of which are... Historical home sale data that would come from CLEA or the Toronto Real Estate Board, and then many of which are proprietary to property or those that we source on our own? Everything from the amount of traffic on the streets to the quality of the schools in the area. Um, and we, because we have in most cases a record of the home sale when it was when it was last purchased, we're able to to um, factor in the unique attributes of that home in the valuation. But that said, many homeowners will buy a property and make upgrades to it. Um, and so we actually offer the ability for anyone using the tool to update their home tax uh, and the valuation will adjust in real time.
1: That's very cool. Is there a fee for this calculator?
3: No, it's, it's completely free.
1: That's terrific. So what exactly then is the advantage for, is it more for buyers or for sellers or for both? So for home buyers,
3: uh, the value of the investment that it, it lets them cut through the noise of today's market where... As most people probably recognize, list prices are not necessarily reflective of selling prices. And so using the instant estimate, buyers can have a better sense of what to bid without over- or under-bidding. And for sellers, it helps them determine the best time to sell, but also to better understand their buying budget. The amount that you can sell your existing home for will determine the the price that you can pay for the next home. And then for homeowners, I'm, I'm a big believer that people should be able to track the value of the home, like they would track the value of their stock portfolio, and the investment allows you to do that in
2: real time. And this is pretty similar to what the banks have on their systems, right? When you're uh, applying for a mortgage and you can get a, a quick valuation, and uh, I know other real estate companies down in the U.S. have had something similar to this but haven't been able to break into the Canadian market. The, the ranges that we're getting are about $150,000. So you have an upper range, a mid-range, and a lower range. What determines that factor?
3: So the the ICA estimate is, is generally speaking, very accurate. And so when you compare the, the accuracy of this tool versus what the banks use, for example, it's anywhere between three to six times more accurate. Um, now, the, the range is determined by a couple of factors. The first is the condition of the home. And so, for example, if a home is in need of a bit more love and care, then it's likely to fall at the lower end of that range versus the higher end. And the second is the amount of competition in the market at that point in time. And so if, for example, you have a home for which there are very few similar homes listed for sale, then it's very likely, given how much demand there is in the market, that your home would sell for closer to the upper range as compared to the lower range.
1: So, Angel, can we get your take on the current market and what is happening out there? We're hearing about bidding wars and so many homes going over asking. What are you seeing? What are you hearing?
3: It certainly is a... Uh, an unusual, um, exciting, but also, uh, but also a daunting time to be a, a, a buyer in the market today. Um, and properly actually recently conducted uh, an exercise where we compared the selling prices of homes bought in the period immediately prior to the pandemic, so September 2019 to February 2020, with their current instant estimate value in April 2021. And so it effectively helps us understand what's happened to home values over the last year and a half or so. And the comparison found that those who bought homes in the GTA's suburban areas saw their investment jump by, on average, 30 percent, and that's compared to those who bought in the city of Toronto, that's on average increase of about 16 percent. So both are very big jumps, but the difference is quite telling. Based on the continued realities of working from home and the desire that everyone has for more space, people are relocating out of Toronto to the suburbs where they can get more space, and at a slightly lower, but certainly not low price. Um, and our comparison found that homes in certain U.K. suburbs appreciated much more than others. So in the York region specifically, regions like Georgina saw an average price change of about 46%. And so whereas the home that was bought for about $550,000 on average in in the period before the pandemic, that same home today is selling for almost $800,000.
1: Okay, so do you think that's going to continue? What we're finding and what we hear from our customers is that
3: they have a fundamentally different set of demands than they did prior to the pandemic. Um, and I think that the, the more traditionally affordable regions in areas that are further away from the downtown core, like Georgina, for example, will likely continue to outperform cities closer to Toronto, like Markham or Richmond Hill or Vaughan. People seem to be willing to move further away from the city to more affordable towns because it's unlikely they'll have to return to a daily commutes to a downtown headquarters. It's um, a in this current market where there is far less um, inventory so homes that are being listed for sale than there is demand for those homes, we can probably expect to see continued increasing prices.
2: And percentage-wise, I mean, it makes sense for the outlying areas to increase by a greater percentage because their price points were so low to start with. Is that where you're seeing as well, I mean, even with, a, with York Region having lower percentage increases, the prices are still the highest in the GTA. Is that what you've found consistently through your research?
3: Yeah, yeah, and, and I think you pointed is the good one, so Georgina where we saw an average appreciation of 46% compares to Vaughan or Markham or Richmond Hill that's not closer to 20 or 21 or 22%. So still material, um, but uh, on a relative basis not quite much. And what we're finding is that the um, the further out regions from the city uh, or the downtown core, their value is the, – the, the difference in value between those regions and the more central locations um, is shrinking. And so there seems to be a normalization effect where there's no longer a, a huge advantage in moving further from the city because the,
2: the kind of decreasing price will benefit from um, is no longer there. Awesome. Great information as always. If people want to read this report, where can they find it and where can they get a hold of you?
3: So the, the best thing to do is visit properly.ta uh, where you can find a link to the instant estimate on our homepage. And from there you can put in your address and within seconds you'll have an idea of what your home is worth.
2: Thanks so much for joining us again. Always great insight and we look forward to talking to you in the future. My pleasure. Take care.
1: When we come back, your questions and the hot listing. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions. And the first one comes from Carol in Markham. She wants to know if she should bother changing her roof if she has intentions to sell this fall. Asif, what do you think?
2: That's a great question and it's you know the major items, roof, windows, furnace, that's always going to become a factor in your sale. So if you don't change it, it's going to get caught in the home inspection, they're going to expect you to take uh, money off in order to to get the roof done and it depends on how bad the roof is. If you've had your roof done five or six years ago, you may not need to redo it, but if your roof is showing signs and you know may cause possible leaks, it's best to get it done right now because you will get the value out of that. Not in terms of extra money, you'll still get what the house is worth. However, you won't have to reduce that amount from the selling price in order to make the deal close.
1: All right, our next question comes from Patty in Richmond Hill. Is a pool or finished basement a better investment if she plans to sell her property in the next five or seven years? It sounds like you've got to take out the crystal ball here
2: it does and traditionally i would say a finished basement is worth more than the pool but we sold more properties and had more demand for properties with a pool over the last year than ever before in my real estate career and that's because people can't travel anywhere they can't go anywhere there's no public pools open so they want to have that comfort that luxury in their home and Right now, I would say a pool would be more important because who knows when we're going to travel again and when people are going to be able to go out and enjoy outdoor uh, facilities like pools. And uh, so right now, I would say a pool because people can always finish their basement, but the pool is a, a much bigger investment.
1: And if we were talking traditional market, you would strongly suggest that the pool isn't really a draw, right?
2: It's not, and and it's hit and miss with the pool because you either love it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, we've seen people get estimates on filling pools in because they didn't want the maintenance of a pool, they have smaller kids, they don't like pools, and so there's lots of different reasons. But over the last year, just with the whole COVID situation and people unable to travel and get out, they have really been flocking to properties with pools and hot tubs and outdoor living space. That's been a main draw.
1: All right. This week's hot listing is next. Asif, tell us all about it.
2: We're going to Aurora, Bayview and Wellington area. Beautiful townhouse, three-bedroom, three-bathroom. It's 118 Downey Circle, and listen to the price on this one, $788,000. Seven eighty-eight
1: for a townhouse. How many bedrooms?
2: This is a three-bedroom, three-bathroom property, and uh, it has a one-car garage. has a long driveway, so you can also put a couple of cars in the driveway as well. Great home, good-sized living, dining area, hardwood floors, open concept. The kitchen has quartz countertops, stainless steel appliances, The family room is on the second floor, cathedral ceiling, gas fireplace. It's beautiful. All hardwood floor in here. The basement is finished, Tina. It's got gorgeous laminate flooring with pot lights, open concept as well. So, you know, you can use it as a home office, entertainment area, homeschool, so many different options. And you're in a great part of town in the Bayview and Wellington area.
1: Sounds like lots of options there for sure. That's what our listeners want. If our listeners want to get more information on this property or connect with you directly, Asif, how can they do that?
2: They can contact Marius Mitrofan at 416-828-9064. And Tina, listeners can always contact me at 416 985 con That's
1: 416-985-5426. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan, if you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985. Five, four, two, six, or email awesome at the